Shane Pinto gets a big suspension and two previously unbeaten teams suffer their first losses of the season. Plus, we've got a full weekend of action in the NHL ahead, including the Heritage Classic to talk about all on today's Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to Locked On NHL for Friday, October 27th. I am Rachel Donner from Locked On Flyers. I'm here each and every Friday with Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders. Thanks for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. You can subscribe or follow us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. How are we doing, Gil? We are doing exciting weekend ahead. A Heritage Classic coming up and lots of news to get to. So uh, <laughs> busy show today. Absolutely. Uh, last night, we had two previously uh, undefeated teams suffering their first losses. I got to say that Boston Anaheim game was pretty exciting there at the end. Uh, Anaheim, of course, getting two goals at the very end of regulation to tie it up and then winning in overtime. Yeah, nobody uh, really expecting that outcome, especially. It just looked like the Bruins had everything in hand. And then Troy Terry getting the tying goal with, what, 15 seconds or so left in regulation and having Mason McTavish ended in overtime. uh, A a big highlight for the Anaheim Ducks. And and look, nobody expected Boston to go 82-0, and but... uh, you know, that's not the way you want to lose your first game. No. And, you know, Leo Carlson uh, got a goal and an assist in that game as well. And uh, I have to say, I, you know, I was making notes for today's show and I had put Boston in the win column (laughs) um, and then went back to check. And I was like, oh, no, things have definitely changed uh, in, in this one. I think, You know, one of the more interesting things about the Ducks is how they handle their prospects. And, you know, we talked about Trevor Zegras in the past and then managing his ice time. And it seemed like a mix of wanting to get him acclimated to the NHL and financial reasons to get him under that 40 game mark (laughs) for cap reasons. But I think that um, you know, they're doing something similar with Leo Carlson here. And so it remains to be seen whether this is really a a load management thing or it's going to have that extra financial aspect to it. But um, uh, Leo Carlson, at least to this point, has been successful in the games that he's been in so far. Yeah, he's looking good early. And I mean, I think it makes more sense very early in the season, like with the point we're at now. But when you start getting into January, February, and and 
the routine sort of sinks in, I think maybe you start to increase the load a little bit. If they hit the wall, they hit the wall. They've got to get past that wall at some point and be used to the heavier workload. So we'll see how it plays out. And like you said, there may be another motivation besides just bringing them along slowly for playing purposes, but uh, it's an interesting approach. Yeah, and then our other previously undefeated team, the Colorado Avalanche, fell to the Pittsburgh Penguins, getting shut out for it to nothing. Did not have that on my bingo card either. Yeah, wasn't expecting that. I mean, look, Alexander Georgiev had started, I believe, every game uh, that the Avs had played. So maybe he was a little bit tired, letting in four goals on only 24 shots. Uh, I, I did not see the Penguins playing that well against the Avalanche before this game was played. They've been so inconsistent, but boy, did they raise their level in this game against the Avs. They really did. And um, I think your, your point about goaltending is is fair in this one. I think, you know, their backup situation is still a little precarious. And so they've been hesitant to, to put anybody else in. And uh, so there is something to that, that you load management, you know, we, we just talked about it with Carlson. It's also very important with goaltenders and, and that, you know, had, had an effect on the outcome of that game. Uh, again, it's still early going in the season and standings are going to change. We know that, but it is still fun to take a look at it and how things uh, are, are looking across the league. And, the Atlantic division is really standing out right now where they have four teams that have 10 points or above. And each of the other divisions only have one team at that mark. Yeah. The Atlantic is looking loaded. And, you know, I, I think we knew it was a, a, a division with a lot of talented teams and the three teams right now that are at the bottom of the standings are all teams that we expect to do better before the year is over. Uh, you know, I guess the big question is, will Detroit manage to stay as hot as they've been and they stay them staying near the top of the standings? And Montreal is off to a hot start. They have nine points right below that 10 point mark, although I don't expect them to necessarily maintain that pace throughout the rest of the season. No, I see Montreal as being in the mushy middle this year. Uh, as I like to say for these uh, divisional standings, but yeah, you have to think that Florida, although they are again, injury riddled, uh, but they have the talent to be better than they are right now. So they should move up. Ottawa in theory should move up. Buffalo is a team that a lot of people have really excited about going into this season. I think both of us included, and so you have to think things will level out at a certain point. But, uh, you know, e- even though they lost, Boston still off to a super strong start right now. And, you know, a plus 11 gold differential matching Detroit in that uh, as well. And, you know, Toronto's just doing Toronto things. And it's the roller coaster ride that it always is. Yeah, uh, Tampa, I think, is is the question mark right now. Well, yeah, I mean, no Vasilevsky, that makes a big deal. They're off to a pretty good start at 4-2-2, two, and two, but I, I get the feeling they may sink a little bit lower in the standings come the next, let's say, month or so before they then have to make their run when Vasilevsky gets back. 
Yeah, I think so as well. So I think like the two remaining questions we have right now is, is Vegas ever going to lose? And is San Jose ever going to win? Right? (laughs) Yeah, that Pacific division, I'll I'll tell you, Vegas looking so good. You know, teams are supposed to have that Stanley Cup hangover. Not in Vegas, maybe because Vegas is sort of a party all the time that they're, you know, that that it's not necessary for them to go to the banquet circuit and, 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 uh, you know, sort of lower the intensity level. They're sort of used to that. I, I don't know. Or maybe it's just that they're a darn good hockey team. But 7-0, and a plus 15 goal differential. They are looking lethal. And it's four wins at home, 3-0 and on the road. They're getting it done in both places. San Jose, uh, what would your over-under be on wins for them for the season? Oh, I don't know. Like... 23 yeah is that being generous I don't know I I may go under if you go 23 I mean look I I don't think they're gonna you know be winless that much longer but this is a team that in seven games this season has scored a grand total of eight goals that even for the Islanders wouldn't be a formula for winning (laughs) hockey no I don't think so either. Yeah, that's the thing is like, they're not just losing, they're losing badly. Yeah. And I think that that is part, it's hard to break out of that sort of situation, um, you know, mentally, I think. And and so, uh, yeah, I, I just, I really hope the Sharks can get one and, you know, get, get back on the horse and, and maybe at least give themselves a shot in some of these games. I know some Sharks fans are, are wanting to lose as much as possible for draft pick uh, eligibility there. But I still think that wears a team down as I know, as a, somebody who covers the Philadelphia Flyers who almost beat Vegas, we were so close, but alas, anyway. um, Yeah. So that's kind of an early look at the standings so far. And I'm very excited to see, you know, where are we in a couple of weeks from now, Uh, as things start to level out and and make a comparison to these early season standings. Uh, In the meantime, there was a massive suspension levied against Shane Pinto of the Ottawa Senators uh, related to gambling. And uh, there's some interesting discussion around that to be had. And we will do that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by Parkview Advance. As a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital. From $5,000 to $1.5 million, Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's a much easier process than you might imagine. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans to learn more by calling us at 203-675-0071 or go to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital. Go to parkviewadvance.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. There's unrest in the Middle East. 
fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and tornadoes in Florida, earthquakes and more. And these can lead to supply chain shortages for medications or the inability to get medications in a timely manner. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And now you can also customize your Jace case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. And you can now purchase gift cards so you can buy a gift card for a family or member or loved one so they can get a Jace case of their own. Go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at jasemedical.com. All right, so the Shane Pinto situation. Uh, we learned that Shane Pinto was suspended for a whopping 41 games related to the NHL's gambling policy. And uh, it was retroactive to the beginning of the season. So we're looking at half of this season, uh, which is pretty huge. And uh, I think the main thing about this, this is the first time that somebody has been suspended under the NHL's uh, most recent gambling rules. Uh, the NHL has allowed gambling advertising uh, more recently, and the lines are starting to get a little blurred here uh, as to what is appropriate and what isn't when the league is marketing gambling, but then suspends a player for ostensibly, according to what we know, gambling on not hockey. Right. Right. It's a fine line that the league, and it's not just the NHL, it's really all sports leagues, but they're trying to walk. And, you know, there's Wayne Gretzky promoting gambling on different commercials during hockey games. And yet, you know, Shane Pinto not betting on the NHL, but betting on other things and, and ends up being suspended. Now, look, it's in the player contract. They're not allowed to do that. So, I mean, he knew going in that if he got caught, there would be consequences. But I, I think the NHL needs to sort of figure out, uh, you know, wh which way they're going to go with this, because it really does sound contradictory in some ways. Yeah, and I, I think that one of the issues here, or the main issue here to a large degree, is transparency, because we don't have any details on what exactly he did, right? And so we just have this 41-game suspension, but we don't understand it. And because it's the first one, there's no like comparison to be made here in terms of, is this appropriate? Does this reach the level of the infraction? Like there's just no way for us to know. And, you know, they're having sort of rote statements come out about it and he's sorry about it. They're right. disappointed in him. We'll welcome him back when he comes back. And that just like, it just reeks of typical NHL language. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's the typical player apology, the team saying we will support the player when he comes back, but there there is precious little specificity. We don't know exactly what he bet on, how much money he bet. Uh, and again, you know, this is the first gambling suspension 
from the NHL in about 80 years almost. So, you know, this is sort of new ground for the league, but a little more transparency, I think, would go a long way. Yeah, um, I think it's also uh, interesting. I think it was on ESPN they mentioned that Ottawa was the first team to have a betting sponsor on their helmets as right. well. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the irony is is thick here. It, it is. And uh, again, I, I, a couple of things. Number one, we know Pinto is the first player under these new rules to be suspended. I highly doubt he'll be the last, regardless of what this severe half season penalty is. And I think it's also just a matter of time before either players bet on NHL games and are suspended probably longer for doing that, if not banished from the game entirely. And then just for sports in general, this the, the legality of gambling, eventually I think there will be a scandal, whether it's in the NHL or another sport for a player being influenced by the point spread in some way and changing the outcome of a game. Yeah. And it's again, unclear what happened here. And so we don't really have any measure to evaluate that by, and if it was warranted or not, Um, but you have to think that this will be a little bit of an awkward situation when he comes back, despite all the flowery language around it. Right. Yeah, it it would have to be. And look, the league has to get it straight. They have to figure out how they're going to handle these situations. And, you know, being as ambiguous or, or sort of secretive as they're being right now, I think doesn't really serve anybody's benefit. No, I don't think so either. And I think that um, it's just kind of, in some ways, par for the course with the NHL that, you know, they don't really get it right the first time in many circumstances. And with this being, I know, I know. I I love this sport. I love this league. I love watching it. Uh, When it comes to off ice things, I think they get it wrong a lot of the time. (laughs) And, uh, you know, in terms of character issues, in terms of how they deal with these sorts of things. And, um, you know, I, I don't think it's a wrong rule to have. I think there should be a rule against betting, but, you know, without the information to evaluate it by, again, this suspension just comes out of thin air in a lot of ways. Yeah, we don't know what he did. We don't know if the penalty is appropriate. Uh, and a little more transparency would go a long way, I think. And and look, again, hopefully... Shane Pinto does not repeat this mistake. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we'll see if if somebody else falls under the same rule as this, but you have to think that coming down with a harsh punishment for him will mean that it's less likely for another player to run into this same kind of trouble. But again, it's the NHL, so all bets are off, literally, in this case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will be moving on to talk about the weekend ahead, uh, including the Outdoor Heritage Classic coming up next.
Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. You know that feeling when your favorite NHL player scores a hat trick? If you want to get that feeling and win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. To have a chance at winning big, you need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. It's the official daily fantasy app of Locked On NHL. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. You can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. You can also play daily fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, and college football, and entries can be made in under a minute with elite players like Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, and Austin Matthews, plus the new guys like Connor Bedard. All you need to do is make more or less picks on stats for these stars. You choose from stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You just need to pick correctly eight times to win that 100 times payout. You heard me right. You can get up to 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL, all one word. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Gil, this weekend ahead of action actually is a balanced schedule for (laughs) once. Uh, We've been talking about the two games Friday, two games Sunday with a million games on Saturday. Uh, for a while now, but we've got six games coming your way tonight. Uh, Connor Bedard is at Vegas, and uh, that should be an interesting one with his uh, look at the Stanley Cup champs who are undefeated still. Yeah, that Blackhawks, you know, still trying to figure out things, and they've got a very young team, so a challenge and and a weird start time at six o'clock Eastern time as well. Yeah, they've been doing these 6 p.m. games a little bit. Um, it's a, a little rough there, but uh, that is uh, on the, the West Coast, so it's like afternoon as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that that's a little fascinating there. Um, I think, you know, the other uh, interesting game to me is Buffalo at New Jersey. New Jersey is not been off to a fast start you know they've had some very good games and some not so great games buffalo like we talked about earlier in the show has been looking to kind of redeem themselves here yeah buffalo's been a little disappointing and a little inconsistent they've already played the islanders twice so i've seen them up close and uh the talent is there they've just got to gel a little bit better and be more consistent yeah, absolutely. Uh, Minnesota, who just lost to the Flyers, now have to face the Caps. Uh, that should be a good opportunity for them to get some redemption. And the late games are the Kings at the Yotes and the Blues at Vancouver. Got got to wonder how much longer the Yotes can can be, you know, in the hunt. I mean, it's a young, talented team. I don't think they make the playoffs this year, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're in the race longer than a lot of people expected. Absolutely. Uh, We do have a ton of games on Saturday as well. I think uh, for me, the couple of games that stand out is the Kraken at Florida. Again, both teams that have kind of struggled a little bit 
Um, and I think that this will be an important game for both of those teams. I think the Islanders at Columbus is really interesting as well, given that, you know, Columbus was off to a good start, but has lost their last two. And the Islanders are, are showing some early success. Yeah, I mean, the, the Islanders, it, 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 a lot of it has been about Ilya Sorokin. And even when he gave up 10 goals in two games, he was outstanding. So he, he's really been the biggest reason for their good start. Yeah, and the late game, I think, to keep your eyes on is obviously Vegas at LA Kings. I think, you know, if any teams are going to challenge Vegas in this division, the Kings are certainly on that list. Uh, and to get an early look at this potential playoff matchup, I think it, it'll be a lot of fun. I, I agree. One of the other earlier games that I'm looking at, though, Detroit in Boston, two of the better teams in that Atlantic division that we were talking about. Uh, Boston wants to bounce back after losing their first game of the year. And Detroit, boy, if they could beat Boston, that says a lot about them being for real games in Boston, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on Sunday, of course, the big matchup is the Heritage Classic. Uh, it's Calgary at Edmonton, technically. Uh, do we think Connor McDavid gets into the lineup? Uh, I think he'll he'll do everything he can to try. I get the feeling he shouldn't rush back to be in this game, but I get the feeling he might. What do you think? Yeah, it just feels like a recipe for, in some ways, high risk uh, yeah. of him getting back in the game. But you have to think they're going to do it right, and if it makes sense for him to be in the game, like they'll put him in. Uh, and if not, they won't. Right. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I enjoy these outdoor games and I, I think this will be kind of a, a, a big event. And look, you, you absolutely just have to love the rivalry if nothing else. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, there's always the, the battle of Alberta is always fun. And uh, I think, you know, I, I love the outdoor games in Canada. I think they are, uh, you know, a different breed than the ones in the U.S. And I think it's uh, nice that um, we get to see those and they have an all Canadian atmosphere. And uh, I just like I'm kind of bummed out. It's not on broadcast television in the U.S. You know, it's on the uh, TBS HBO Max tier. For this one, I think it's especially with Connor McDavid in it, it should get a little more push than that. It, it should. I, I mean, maybe American networks are saying, oh, there's not going to be a large audience for two Canadian teams. But I, I don't see that as necessarily being true. And if McDavid is in it, you certainly, you know, between Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, you should be able to sell this game to even casual hockey fans you add the rivalry you add the big event because it's an outdoor game i i think they're making a mistake by not promoting this a little bit more and having it on network tv yeah especially like honestly if you look at the rest of the games on sunday i think it's very clear that this is the big game that you want to watch um, you know, the other matchups earlier in the day, you have Colorado at Buffalo, Minnesota at New Jersey and San Jose at Washington. I mean, Calgary at Edmonton is the clear standout here. Right. And you want to put as many eyes on that as possible. 
Yeah, I I agree. And, uh, you know, the the other games, you know, there are some interesting ones, but nothing that's going to match this. And Edmonton, you know, they're off to the slow start. They've been dealing with the injury. They really need to get back on track. And what better way to do it than beating your biggest rival? And Calgary's been slumping, too. So these two teams are hungry. It's a big event. And uh, yeah, I think the NHL missed the boat by not putting this on national TV. Both, you know, it's it's there in Canada, but should be in the States as well. Right. And I understand it's hard because it's NFL Sunday. But like, if you're going to choose to put this event on a Sunday, that's what you have to do is, is have that appropriate counter programming um, in the best way possible. But uh I will certainly be having my eyes at Commonwealth Stadium. Um, always love a CFL stadium as well. Yes. <laughs> All right. That will do it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Gil, of course, will be back on Monday's show talking with hosts from around the Locked On NHL network about what's going on with their teams. And uh, have a great weekend, everyone.